0: ishar is skyrim on the amiga it's amigos episode 350 hi everybody welcome to the amigos i'm john and i'm aaron and today aaron we're gonna be talking about ishar Mm. Yeah, Aaron, you know when you th- when you think of it, you know these games where you roam about the wilderness. You know, the, the, you got your woods, you got your towns, your fields. Did you ever roam about as a child? Oh, I did. I roam.
1: I did quite a bit of roaming, actually. Uh, I, uh, you know, in in the olden days, uh, I my our parents just let us roam free, free all mm. over the countryside. That's what I did. Once that door opened and mom said, be back for dinner or lunch or whatever, it was go time. And so I was unrestricted movement all over the neighborhood. We'd go into the woods. I've walked up many times, walked over to the rest area, which is probably not good for a child (laughs) because I was in my teen year when we did that. Walk to the neighboring park, uh, walk everywhere and look play in the creek, uh, explore where the creek goes. Uh, We did all that stuff and it was great. I had a lot of fun back in those days.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I did the same thing. I was, I was, they call those free range children these days. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and I was definitely a free range child. I would walk, you know, I grew up nearby Town Elementary and there's uh there's the trailer park. If you continue to walk up the the hill behind the school, there's a trailer park on your left, and then you can go down over the hill and come up right behind the Baptist church. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd walk down that way. I'd walk the dairy mart uh, and, uh, of course that was the, that was the big trip walking to Dairy Mart. I used to walk the tracks in high school, walk yeah. home from um, high school on the tracks. I've done that um, a few times, but that was
1: across, it was across the road, Taze Valley Road, which was not the best, most fun road to call, cross on foot. Yeah. And so we yeah. didn't get over there too much, but I've, I've walked the tracks, geez, all the way through Hurricane, in uh, into Taze Valley and down into Colloden many times. So yeah, that was, mm-hmm. you know, it's as a parent today. I can say without hesitation that the thought of my child doing this scares the hell out of me. (laughs) And so he's on a tight leash. But luckily, at least, and I can't speak for all kids, but I think most kids, they're self-leashed. Because they've got a device, like one of these, and it's always or or a switch or whatever. Mm -hmm. They seldom look up, and I'm begging this kid, look at this natural splendor. Look at the wonderment. Look at the beauty of it all. He,
0: I mean, it takes anything to get him to look up from this thing. Well, here's what you do. You take away his device. Yeah. You throw him. You physically throw him outside, slam the door, and lock it. Get so out. Be back for dinner. Yeah. But the, <laughs> the, the problem is, you know, you ever have one of those, like, a pet
1: that's, like, always been in your house? Then mm-hmm. suddenly you throw him out in the yard. They don't do too good. And it'd be the same yeah. thing with the kid just kind of wandering around. Yeah. Oh, you know. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like his chances, man. But, you know, as well, he gets older, you,
0: can... you know. Maybe you can ease him into it by turning him on to Ishar, Aaron. <laughs> Just well, be like, Luke, this is the real world, buddy. Listen, if Ishar, <laughs> here. If Ishar
1: uh, movement was like in real life, I would have never grown up. I'd never be home.
0: <laughs> well, before we dive deep into Ishar, Aaron, it's been a busy week in the world of Amiga News. Shall we check it out? Let's see what we got here, Bozer. Amiga v- News.
1: And today.
0: Yeah. All right, Aaron. We're kicking things off with our good buddy, Amiga Bill. Amiga Bill has just released a new video all about Commodore's acquisition of Amiga and all of those neato custom chips inside the Amiga with the men themselves, Dave Haney and Andy think Wow. Yeah. I haven't this, seen uh, this yet. This, this took place... Uh, just a couple weeks ago, over at VCF East, and uh, they they gathered the luminaries. They they uh, and they and if you look at the uh, if you look at the chapters of this video, they go through each individual chip. You know the Agnes, the the Daphne, the Porsche, the DMA, all of the stuff. That, that went into the Amiga, they talk about all of it. So, I mean, you're not going to find a better video when it comes to the original sources talking about what mattered to them and what makes these things special than these three guys, wouldn't you say? Oh, uh, okay, yeah, you got that
1: right. This is, man, I don't know how this one skipped past me this week, but what a, <laughs> you know, this looks like a great event. And uh, VCFE said, you know, I wish, as I was watching this unfold, I kept thinking to myself, man, I wish we'd gone to this thing. It's a it's a hefty trip for us to get to this because it's it's ended up towards Jersey or something like that and uh, mm. but I mean we may have to think about giving it a whirl because that would have been a sight to see just to see these guys up there uh, at this thing but this is I can't wait to did you check did you watch much of this thing but I
0: watched I watched some of it a yeah. lot of it I don't understand because they go deep Aaron they go deep of course you know I've ha- I have some amount of history with Mister Haney yeah. Uh, from uh, our our ill-fated Amiga Ireland interview, this time he gets to you know let down his hair uh, metaphorically and literally, mm-hmm. and they go an hour an hour and thirty minutes. So uh, it's a, it's a very in-depth good interview. I'm sure Bill doesn't put out anything but the best. So uh, everybody that's listening to this should definitely check it out. And if you're not subscribed to the Guru Meditation YouTube channel, give them the old sub.
1: Those boys always do the, uh, do the good stuff. And of course, they were probably King Dong's belt of the ball up at that thing. So yeah, that looks oh, great. Man. I'll definitely check that out.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, Aaron. Our next story is a story that's going Hi. to uh, be very. It's going to. Uh, it's uh, the Castlevania. Do you get? Do you see that on your screen, Aaron? uh no i've got the the crystal amiga here boat okay well we're gonna we'll go to the crystal amiga next uh looks like uh Ooh, the, this the looks mod, uh, the, yeah the 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 my uh reddit's mod has his his is uh is spammed out uh two of the game stories this week so we'll have to go back to them next week <laughs> the crystal clear amiga 500 Ooh, let's talk about the mouse it, i haven't seen this either this looks great now I did watch this because if there's anything that excites me, it's crystal clear cases for old computers and consoles. Is that there's true? There's something cool. Yeah, absolutely. That's a shoot. <laughs> there's something that I love, and that's the thing like people make fun of like modern PC cases because they've got the glass sides and everything. I love that stuff because I love being able to gaze into the innards of whatever I'm working on, you know, whether it's a, you know, whether it's a steak dinner. Or whether it's an Amiga 500. I want to gaze into those innards, baby. You see, I see, I think that having a glass case is uh, geek-rific. I'll be
1: honest with you. Now, that much said, this looks awesome. Don't get me wrong. But on a PC, because when you look inside a PC, it looks dumb. Or it makes me think of all the work I've had to do on these things over the years. So I don't wanna look in there. I want it to be, I want it to literally be welded shut so I never have to go in there. This, on the other hand, what's the scoop on this? Is this something that's gonna
0: be for sale, boat? Uh, as far as I know, this is, uh, it, I believe it was a Kickstarter. Yeah. And uh, so you can check out the link on the Amiga News uh, story there uh, over at Reddit r slash uh, Amiga News, and you can check out how much this thing is being sold for. But I do believe that this thing is is for sale. If it's not for sale, it is. It was Kickstarted. and Oh, here it is. Yeah, you get the Amiga 500 Crystal Bundle uh, from the old A1200.net. This thing is 179 oh, man. euros, Aaron. So Not that th-
1: Those guys are doing it, eh?
0: Yeah.
1: Now, yeah. It, what this guy needs desperately to go, because that looks awesome. And if you're watching at home or listening at home or in the car, we've got a guy here with a crystal clear Amiga. Looks like an Amiga. Was it a t 500? And mm-hmm. he's got, it looks great, but it's got that nasty keyboard stuck in it. Right. And the keyboard looks like double butt. <laughs> So he needs to get himself a, a cool keyboard. Hey, it'd be cool if they made a crystal keyboard, but that'd really make it crazy. But the that's mouse, right. that's right. The mouse is also see through. Pretty cool. I mean, I'd say that's a good
0: look. I kind of like that boat. I wonder yeah, how the quality yeah, he, is. Well, he, I mean, I would think that this thing is is your typical, you know, these uh, your 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 PVC type, you know, clear acrylic, not PVC, but acrylic. And acrylic is, I mean, it's strong unless you attempt to break it, and then it will snap like nobody's business. So uh, I wouldn't suggest dropping this off any high surface, but if you're, you know, it looks great. I would i would snap one of these things up in a second. I
1: just noticed this is uh, uh, Jan Beta. I think that's
0: yeah. pretty his name. This guy's
1: uh, does all kinds of cool stuff. I don't know if he got early access to this or whatever, but I wouldn't be surprised because he's a big he's a big deal. But this oh, looks yeah. really nice, Boat. I, I, what did you say that price was again? Could, I, could you remind 179 me? 179 euros. So you were talking 215 220 US dollars give or take? Right, right, right. Yeah, you're getting up there. But, I mean, that's that's a special one there. So I'm going to let that one slide. That's not bad. Pretty yeah. good, Boat. I like that. Now, Aaron,
0: if I could persuade you to refresh your page, yes, the, sir. New, the hidden news stories will return. Oh, boy. So Scroll on down there to the old Castlevania. Castlevania I got it, but right here, buddy. Now, Aaron, you and I—well, I don't know. What do you? What are your thoughts on Castlevania? Do you like it?
1: Well, Castlevania for the Amiga was uh, crappy crap old. Yeah. I was watching a stream the other night. And some chick was playing these games and she was and she was like man I can't get enough of this. Oh, she was playing the Amiga the A the A500 and she was like man I can't get enough of the uh, Amiga version of Castlevania. And I couldn't remain silent and I'm like, "What?"
0: <laughs> I'm like, "Are I you definitely I definitely can get enough of it." Are you
1: out of your uh, mind? This is double garbage. And then she wrote back to me. She's like, "Well, I like it. I was like, okay, whatever, but All it's right. crap.
0: So, yeah, but this, yeah. so what do we got so here? this is uh, the <laughs> Castlevania, this is a port, I believe, of the old uh, X68000 version. Yeah, uh, that's, of, that's uh, the money, that's the money yeah. port right there. Yeah, and this is the uh this is the of course the AGA only. It's being developed in the Scorpion engine, yeah. courtesy of uh, there's a, He's the Uh there's man. a short video you can see of this thing. The music is outstanding. The 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 uh the, the the animation looks great. This is Castlevania as it should have been for sure.
1: Yeah, that looks just from watching that short video there and looking at these stills, this looks great. Now I'm not going to lie. Castlevania is not like my favorite game, you know, but right. that much said, a lot of people like it and if you're going to if you're going to do it, do it right. You know what I mean? And this looks mm. like they went in there and took care of business. This shows you right here, I mean the, the Amiga is more than capable of running a lot of these games. They just didn't do a, a great job
0: or they've learned a lot. Of course, E-Rock, we know he's he's all man. So Right, there you right. Go. So you can download this demo right now. The whole level one is in there oh. right up to the boss, right up to the boss. So uh, this thing is coming along, and maybe the, around this time next year, we might be uh, taking a look at this as a, uh, a new game on Amigos. You never do, know, man. Do
1: we know, if this does this run on a stock uh, AGA machine, Boat? This
0: runs on a base A-1200. Oh, sweet. See that? Okay, yeah. I'm totally fine with that. I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love it. So, uh big news from Iraq. so aaron, yeah. uh, we move on down the line here and speaking of uh of gaming the game jam aaron is about ready to launch you know it seems like we just wrapped up our game jam from 2021 and the next game jam for 2022 is launching may 31st and this is all about blitz basic aaron these are how how awesome of a game can you code in Blitz Basic? When you hear a game is coded on Blitz Basic, Aaron, what's your first thought? I'm like, yes, I
1: like Blitz, Blitz Basic. Was a was a. I mean, listen, let's not fool ourselves. I don't, I'm not programming Joe, but I do know programming Joe and programming Jane and some other good programmers, and they always expostulate on the virtues of Blitz Basic. A a, real, a, 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 a very popular amongst its people types uh,
0: well, programming language. both. this 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 jam. Is hosted by our uh, a guy that we've heard of called Super Dan. Oh I've yeah, definitely heard that name before. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he's he's basically I think he has he has put up the prizes. Uh, the prizes include an A five hundred mini uh, gift, some gift cards of one hundred and seventy five U S dollars. Whoa! Uh, in a deluxe mini monster retro gaming joystick kit, Aaron. So he's he's you know Aaron. We should sponsor one of these game jams at some point i think that would be super cool to have an amigos game jam what do you think yeah because it's self-serving we need more that's games right. that's <laughs> so, right so make more
1: good <laughs> and games we the
0: one So you got to pick you got to make games that we like we got to say uh you know if so you're now you're throwing Ryan in heart remake game jam listen you can't improve
1: that game and <laughs> try again
0: uh-huh. Try like Altered Beast would be what I would put up. Let's see if we can do something with that. So, uh, in the words of Zupradan, uh, the idea behind this jam is to grow the community and increase knowledge and awareness around the Amiga and use of Blitz Basic to create games. This means that all submitted games must include the source code so that beginner developers will have examples to study and learn from. So this is not just send in your game, but this is like send in your game in the code so all of us can make better games. I love that, man. It's a good idea. Listen, these guys know what they're doing, Bo. We don't have to worry about that. I like
1: it, man. I think it's cool. And I, 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 I you know, the last one did great, so I'm. I hope this one does just as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now this next news story, Aaron. It's very close to home in the Amigos community because this is an application by our own, the one, the only, Level Lord, Aaron. Oh, yes. Uh, A new version of his application, Level Pointers, has been released. What is Level Pointers? It is a modern high-res set of pointer presets... For Amiga 3.2, uh, and uh, these are loosely based on some existing pointers for Linux uh, that are licensed under a Creative Commons agreement. So if you are uh, scrolling through your modern Amiga workbench and you find that at a high resolution, uh, your your pointer is just too small, and I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, and I'm getting to an age where that's starting to happen more and more. Oh my. Download, yeah, download yourself some of these high-res pointers. They are free and available on Amazon. Amunet, from our own Level Lord. And Aaron, uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but Level Lord's going to be joining us at Boat Fest this year. Listen, I, I saw... I believe
1: Level Lord was the fellow that mentioned the B&B that's right yeah. across the street yeah. from my house, and I think he booked it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he did. He booked it. I so drove... Me and me and the, and the family drove up to the B&B last night. It's, right, it's like literally, I could probably hit it from, with a rock from here if I threw it hard enough. <laughs> and uh, this... Someone's taking an old farm, you know, that has woods and crap on mm-hmm. it, and they just... Grab a really nice road up in the in the middle of it, and they stuck up uh, one of these cargo containers up there. So I might, I'm gonna, we might just have to hang out and party with Level Lord that uh, on That's Friday right. night. That's right. Yeah, oh, I'm glad yeah. to hear. Oh, yeah. I believe I saw them talking about this uh, mouse pointer gimmick in the Discord. So like. It's nice to see that somebody's working on this stuff, and I, I felt like I sort of was on the ground floor. You know, I didn't know what he was talking about, so that was cool.
0: <laughs> story of my life. All right, Aaron. Our our next story is uh, a, a mention, an Amiga mention, an Amiga article, uh, rather, uh, in the Guardian, one of the largest, uh, you know, uh, online and uh, I guess they still make a paper version of it, uh, newspapers in the UK, and this is an article called "It Was the Poor Man's Studio." Yeah, I didn't like that name. Computers reprogrammed modern music. You, You took you took exception with the name. Well, for one thing, a poor man didn't
1: have enough money to buy an Amiga, even if it was a good deal. And number two, they acted like the Amigas' musical capabilities were like dumb guy. I was like, wait a minute, have you have you heard music? I mean, what are right. we doing here? People made good music with the C sixty four. That was a cheap alternative. The Amiga was way more expensive. So I don't know. Did you read I this would article? I
0: would go I would go so far as to call the ST the poor man's uh the poor man's studio. Of course it starts the off ST with a, Yeah,
1: I agree with you on that. Well, massively
0: I mean, cheaper than the Amiga and much more widely used than the Amiga for music.
1: Yeah. So. And it starts off with a big massive super cuss, right? The very right, first right. word. That's how they do it in the UK. And the Guardian that gets you right there with the Come on, players. Guardian. Kids want to read these articles. What's going on here?
0: I'm, I'm standing up for the kids. If you want to read all about the uh, the garage and jungle and underground rave scene created with the Amiga, it's pretty much everything that I hate about life. You can check out this article. You hate it? Listen, I love this. I like
1: the music that the Amiga creates. You know, and I like the music the Atari ST creates too, and and the C64. They did they all did good work. Now, of course they, but you're right, you were dead on about the ST. Here's a computer with musical chops, the built-in MIDI and it's way that was way cheaper than the Amiga at launch. You know, so yeah, they that whoever wrote this either didn't know what he was talking about or just ignored that, I guess.
0: I don't know. Well, what, what you do is you say, "Well, who wh- which which computer has the bigger street cred these days? The Amiga, 1000%." So if you put Amiga in a headline on the Guardian, you get some goose from West Virginia talking about it on their podcast. And I believe they also Mission
1: accomplished. They also mislabeled an Amiga 1000 as an Amiga 500, right. I believe. It was right. an added bo- right. dumb guy I love bonus. That yeah. yeah. So there you go.
0: All right, Aaron, now it's time to thank and appreciate our sponsor, Retro Rewind. Oh, Retro yes. RetroRewind.ca. They have a new product out this week. And I think if you're listening to this podcast, you're going to be excited about it. This is the A630 Accelerator for the Amiga 600, Aaron. Oh, okay. yes. I'm going to read the stats down with this bad boy. All right. The A630, this is the Rev 2. It comes with an 030 clocked at 50 megahertz. It's got 64 meg of RAM, and it is fully compatible with the Amiga 600's PCMCIA slot and works with any compact flash or SD card solution. Nice. This bad boy features integrated active cooling to make sure your Amiga 600 runs nice and cool. And you couple this thing with a uh, compact flash or SD card to IDE adapter, and that's it. You've got the perfect WHD load machine. I mean, this thing will do it all, unless it all means AGA, which you don't need because it sucks. So, uh, here's the, you know... I've Ignore got, that. I've got this Amiga 600 sitting here, Aaron. Yeah. I'm going to take this thing, this bad boy to boat fest with me. Yeah. And I'm going to see if Frank will pop... An A six thirty in there for me while I'm there, and uh, and then I'm going to be off to the races once we figure out the reason why the joystick constantly pulls to the no, left. That's another reason why I'm taking that bad boy to me. Let to me let me now. ask you a question, boat. And I, maybe I missed this, but what is the
1: A six thirty? What's the prize on this thing? What's this thing going for? Money wise? This
0: thing, this thing, two twenty five, Aaron, two twenty five. Not too shab, boat. It's good no, to see these no.
1: accelerators are coming down into the land of the. Po man, you know, since That's it is right. the Po man's computer, that I'm uh, glad to see that the the Po folk are getting a shot at. It. That's a
0: pretty good price right there, boat. Especially if you use the promo code Amigos10 at checkout. Use that code, you can save yourself ten percent. That's twenty five dollars. You can get this thing for two hundred bucks, Aaron. Two hundred bucks. Good angle boat. I like it. And of course, yeah. if you, uh,
1: as boat mentioned, uh, Frank isn't just a guy who sells uh cool awesome cutting-edge gear for your computer. He'll take care of your business when it comes to doing repairs. Uh, He'll take care of you for recapping. He'll take care of you for not just the Amiga, but for the Commodore line in general, all the C64s, the CDTVs, and, of course, our beloved Coco is also in the mix. So check
0: Frank out. He's got the goods. He'll take care of your old-school boat. Absolutely. All right, Aaron, it's time to move on to this week's Game of the Week. Ishar. Oh, man. Boat, yeah, I always ask, but I think I know the answer to this one.
1: Have you ever, up until this week, had you ever heard of or played this game?
0: You know, if I saw Ishar walking down the street before this week, I would cross the road and then move in the opposite direction simultaneously. <laughs> oh, pre-burial. That's not
1: good. <laughs> That's not good. Let's get into it a little bit, Boat, and and, and we're, then we'll get into the dissection of said game. Uh, and by the way, I'd not heard of this either, if I'm honest. I, I mean, it's one of those things you probably see a million times. You're like, meh, and just don't even think about it. Uh, the true full title of this, Ishar, Legend of the Fortress, Boat. Legend yeah. of the Fortress.
0: Which, just now, for the first time in my life, I've read that as Fortress and not Forest.
1: Yeah, different. different for, Legend of the Forest, yeah. t- totally different game. I uh, thought that they, I just... I, I read it wrong this whole week. So... Uh, this had a, a double release on the Amiga. Uh, the original OCS ECS version came out in '92, and then the Big Dog uh, came out in '93. The AGA version. Uh, I played the AGA version uh, because I w- I read that not only was it in AGA, uh, it was you know more colors, but also that it they had some bug fixes and and mm-hmm. whatnot in there. Some uh, ease of ease of use sort of fixes for it. Uh, this is a two-disc joint uh, one-player. This is a, c- sort of a, your classic uh, exploration role-playing game with a twist. Uh, this was developed by the French uh, developer uh, might uh, Help me out here, but Simar... Samar- I think it's
0: Silmarillus. Yeah, Sil- not easy it's for like a Silmar- non... It's like Silmarils. That's what it is. It's they- Silmarils. It's like the Silmarillion. They've got better use of... They've got a better... Uh,
1: language, skill than in the big F than I do when it comes yeah, to do. stuff. Uh, that outfit developed on the Amiga. They also developed uh, issue two and Starblade. Uh, they also published this boats. So this was a full full Monty here for the for Samaras. Uh, I can't say that to save my life. Uh, they did publish all the uh, issue games. It's funny that they didn't develop uh, the the uh, th- the third one. Uh, they also published, uh, a few other titles here, actually quite a few, just a few that I looked at, and, and I'd never heard any of these, Mad Show, Manhattan Dealers, we gotta try that one sometime, but yeah. that sounds pretty good, Metal Mutant, Robinson's Requiem, and a game called Targon, uh, the coder on this, I'm wondering about these, and I tried to look into this, but I didn't see much, the coder on this was a guy named Andre, uh, Ruquette. Uh, and the and the other co one of the other coders was Los Marie Roquette. So I'm assuming maybe that they're either married or brother Las sister. Los
0: Marie Roquette. Or
1: that's a I mean is is that Los Marie is a lady's name, but right? Am I right here? It's hard to tell
0: in France. Yeah,
1: and I, I and I don't want to uh, disparage uh, this person, but I would I, I would go your the record here and I would assume that they're at least related. All right. Okay. Uh, the uh, but anyway, this guy was uh, th- this Andre and Louis Marie over the coders on this, uh, they worked on the second one. A few other games that I mentioned, they also worked, I will say they worked on transarctica so that's one we actually covered a while back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, another coder was Michael Pinot. Uh, pretty much worked on the same games. Most of these guys all worked on the same stuff that, that came from this developer. He also worked on a game called the Boston Bomb Club. We've talked about that one a few times over the years, but we should have a, check that one out one of these days, too. Um, and... Uh, this game is uh, all about uh, exploration with sort of a first person perspective it's your kind of classic uh, it's your classic eye of the beholder sort of a thing where you move you can move forward with the keypad yeah. or the arrows this arrow. is, this, is, this, is, this is your classic frame by
0: frame yeah. Dungeon crawler. That's right. Except you're not in a dungeon. That
1: that's that's the that's the uh, that's the appeal of this. At least that's what I've been told from reading various reviews. Is that this was one that was the place a lot more emphasis on the outdoor exploration mm-hmm. uh, of this thing. Now I don't know if did you read. I, I know you read the docs at least to figure out what you were doing. Did you actually read the flavor text to try to
0: figure? Yeah, out- yeah. It was your typical fantasy schlock.
1: So apparently now this this game, by the way, is a sequel to uh, Crystals uh, of Aboria, okay? That game I'd actually heard of. I never played that one either. So I'm assuming that some of the backstory is was what happened in Crystals of Aboria, because the backstory of this game, basically, uh, a, a big hero came and vanquished an original foe, which I assume that was you in the first game. Then the big hero was killed, and in the power vacuum a new bad guy rose up, basically, to, to seize control of the area. And so your job here is to basically get through and take him out. That's pretty much... I mean, that's the Cliff Notes version. There's a lot more to it if you read deep into it. But like Boat said, it's not like they... This was not the uh, ultra-great uh, storytelling that one, <laughs> one might hope for. for a game. But it wasn't horrible, you know? No. But. I mean, you don't really need a huge backstory with it. So... I'm gonna. I'm just gonna talk about the basic nitty gritty here, but now I'm gonna let you chime in on your experiences. That way, we can. And you and you, please jump in when you hear me screw up. So, the, in this game, just the actual game itself, you are uh, in a first person perspective. Uh, on the right hand side of the screen, you've got a compass and you've got arrows that point in uh, up uh, north, south, east, west, and in a couple uh arrows that let you strafe, which I will say that was a handy addition uh in here. I I enjoyed that. And I will say this is how I moved through the game. I didn't use the arrow keys. I actually used the on screen areas. Is that what did you do,
0: Bo, to move? Oh well, like a civilized person, I have a numpad on my keyboard.
1: Yeah. That's and another so reason I, why I didn't use Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Wedge free. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, um, so uh the uh I use the the numpad exclusively because that's the way to move in a game like this. If yeah. you're using the mouse, you're a sucker.
1: Well, I, I'm a sucker because I don't. I, I kind of like. Oh, it's funny. I always played all these games that exact same way. I always, I've always done it that way. So, uh, anyway, as you go through the game, you've got your lead character, uh, and you it basically plucks you down in the woods. I mean, for all intents and purposes, and you've been instructed to go and take this tower, but you don't know what you're doing. That's just what the docs say. And the first thing you do is you meet a guy who tells you there's a town south of your position, okay? And so, I don't know if that's what you did, Bo, but the first thing I did was head south. Now, the screen is split in basically a, in thirds. Uh, one part of the screen is just what you see in front of you. It's a it's a rectangular view. Then, of course, you've got to the right of that, you've got the, what I told you, the compass and the arrows. And then below that, you've got a line of boxes and this is where your party resides, and there'll be a picture in the in these boxes. And then, as you flip through them, you can also flip through their stats. And then above their pictures, there's an action and attack button for each character, right? And uh, underneath, it shows you how much hit points they've got left. Uh, that's pretty much the setup. You roam through here. It's a it's a uh, it's not smooth scrolling. It's a it's sort of a block by block, just like your classic uh, dungeon explorer games that Boat loves so well. Uh, boat... With that setup up, uh, give me your thoughts as you embarked on something I knew you were probably a lot looking forward to. Okay, so there's there's a lot
0: to like about this game. Um, this game is huge. It's a huge world to explore. okay One of my major gripes with dungeon crawlers is that you are literally crawling around in a dungeon. okay? When I play a video game, I want to do something that I would actually want to do in real life. Guess what I don't want to do in real life? Crawl around a dungeon. Or sewer. Yeah, or <laughs> Which is sewer. another
1: haunt, yeah.
0: <laughs> Guess what I do want to do in real life? Roam around a fantasy world with tons of characters. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Go to the pub where there's lots of scantily clad ladies roaming about. At that least That sounds one. all right. Yeah. 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 So, um, this game you go through... And uh, you meet NPCs, you invite them to join your party, okay? Then you go to different places, and you talk to people, you go to the inn, you go to the pub, and you pick up quests. There are actually quests to do do in this game, okay? These quests involve going to other places, going to... There are dungeons in this game, going to different dungeons, defeating monsters, finding treasures... All throughout this game, you're also encountering enemies in the overworld. Uh, There are different kinds of monsters and animals and things. And when you kill them, they drop their traditional bag of gold, you know, just like hyenas in the wilderness. And uh, you take that gold and you can use your gold to buy, you know, upgrade your equipment. You go to shops. This is your typical role-playing game experience played out in the first person. And that's cool. This is a unique game. I've never played a game like this before, that gives you that deep of a uh, of a role playing experience within the sort of confines of your block by block dungeon crawler mechanic. Uh, this game, you have tons of different people that you can have in your party. You can go to a, a tavern, and you can uh, you can you can enlist the the help of people that are just called unknown. And, uh, and you don't know who they are. Or you can seek out known people uh, by talking to, you know, you might talk to somebody and say, well, if you go over here, you can find this guy, and he'll want to join your party. Each one of these characters comes with their own strengths and weaknesses. And when you want somebody out of your party, you actually have to vote them out. They have to be voted out. So everybody that, <laughs> say, say you, can, you can have up to five people in your party, they take a vote, and if they don't want them to leave, then that person won't leave unless you physically kill them, which you can actually do.
1: I, I, so, I've never seen that in in any of these. And I will say, the first time it popped up, I, it popped up like after you have one guy in your crew, and then you go to recruit somebody else. It pops up to where they say the, the "I agree" or whatever. And I was, I remember thinking, "What the hell is that?" And then I, it popped up again. I'm like, "What is it?" So I got in the docs. I'm like that's crazy. And I like that. I will say that was a very interesting addition. You could even uh, clandestinely kill people in your party if the other people yep. don't want them to leave. You know, right. so you could really... And by the way, as a and d guy, this happens all the time in D&D where the players have a lot of in, like inner party baloney going on. It's great as a GM, to uh, foster their stupidity by trying to turn them against each other. Stuff. But as a player, it's the worst. It's the worst. So, And in this game, as a player, I wasn't... I mean, I actually sort of enjoyed that aspect though. And I will say. Yeah.
0: Now, in this game, you do not play as a single character. Uh, you basically play as your party, one or more members of your party. So you start out with a real doofy-looking guy... He's dressed in some sort of like a seventies uh, like tight jumpsuit that you might see in a prog rock band. It's awesome. Um, but you can you you can talk. You can have the guy the the guy the first guy you meet. You can have him join your party. Then you can have him immediately kill your starting player, which is what you, did know, you we're do. Did you do that? This... No, but the person <laughs> that we're watching the playthrough of did. So apparently it's a good thing to do. Apparently your starting guy is no good. Okay. Now when you uh, when you see these characters. Okay, each one of the characters in the game is a fully drawn, like, headshot of the player. Yeah. So, again, another thing that I hate about dungeon crawlers is most of the time when you play these games, you are just some faceless weasel that's just roaming about, you know, killing junk in a dungeon. That's no good. I want to see who I am. You know, I want to see who I am. And this game lets you do that. And this game lets you be whoever you want to be. If you want to be Sheila or Targon or whoever. Yeah, there's tons and tons of different characters. And like I said, they all have their own weapons and armor and all the stats, all the role-playing stuff. The back-end stuff is all here in this game. Okay? So, I've told you about what essentially is a game like Skyrim for the Amiga. I mean, on the surface of it, this game sounds awesome. I never thought of it that How- way. <laughs> however, Uh-oh. however, this game has serious flaws. Serious flaws. The first flaw is that there is no mapping system in this game. Okay. I mean- there is no auto map. There is no way that you can kind of zoom out and see where you are relative to anything else. And so if you gave somebody a continent the size of a continent in Skyrim and gave them no map and made you you know, move forward one block at a time where there is a lot of sort of repetitive terrain, they would quickly become frustrated and want to quit. And I guarantee you that's what a lot of people that fire up Ishar do. They, 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 they explore the world, they find themselves incredibly, incredibly lost, and then give up. Because this is not an easy game to map. One of the reasons why dungeon crawlers are often set in dungeons is because one, it makes it easier for the developer because everything is at a 45 degree angle, it's easy to set up your levels when everything's just you know straight corners, and two, it's easier for the player to map. If you're playing an old school dungeon crawler where it doesn't have auto mapping, you can get out a piece of grid paper and you can grid that bad boy out without much trouble. This game is not that way. This game actively discourages your ability to map because you are constantly running into things as you kind of maneuver around. Like you'll run into trees, or a bush. Nothing is set like, yeah, yeah, or a bush. Nothing is set at square angles, and it's just really hard to know where you are all the time.
1: Now, now wait, wait a minute, but before you keep going there, this—tell me if there's ever been in a game in your whole life that included a when you as soon as you start the game you have a map, and it's the most worthless map. It just literally—it's a map of the world, and it's got like an X. It's like you are here. It doesn't follow where you go. It doesn't tell you (laughs) any. There's nothing marked on it. It's just the most worthless map. And by the way, when you're looking at the map, feel free to get attacked and killed, which I'm sure you're coming to that in a minute.
0: (laughs) So this game does happen in real time. Okay, it sure does. it's not like a roguelike where like you move and then everybody else moves and the and time stops until you move again. This game much like Skyrim, stuff is going on all the time, okay? So you can be getting killed while like you said while you're looking at the map or while you're trying to manage your inventory or any number of things, okay? So you got to be on your toes. That said, I mean is, is it ideal? No. Whoa. Should the action stop when you go to your inventory screen? Yes. Probably. Um, because you know the, the, this game, the the interface is not what you call first class. No. Uh, when when you attack, you have two buttons above your character. You have a button for action and a button for attack. Yeah. And you've got to click on that attack button. And uh, and if you've got multiple characters attacking now,
1: this may weird. be something.
0: This may be something that I don't understand. But in the when I'm watching the playthrough. Like, everybody, the guy was able to attack with multiple, I don't know if there's hidden keystrokes that allow you to attack with multiple people or what. I was not able to figure that out. But, um, but apparently it's possible. So, um, it, but the way I would do it is I'd click on attack above the first guy, then click on attack with the second guy and go back and forth. It was very inefficient and I died a lot.
1: Plus, okay? here's the worst part. I mean, listen, everything you said dead on. God forbid that you hit action instead of attack. Oh, yeah. Because you panic. Because <laughs> That's a perennial favorite of mine. Because you're boned. The action... Yep. You're like... Ha, ha, you're trying <laughs> desperately to turn off the action window. And in the meantime, the, whatever's attacking, is attack, beating the crap out of you. This game hates you. It hates you for even attempting to play it. And now you have to be punished. It punishes yeah. you with the map. It punishes you with the guys you fight. It punishes you with the landscape. Because, like Boat said, there's just stupid, annoying. It's like a maze, and and you're outside, mm. and you guy's a warrior. You can't get around this bush, or the, you're an <laughs> idiot. And plus, some, someone thought to themselves, you know what? What gets over? When you're playing a game where you take one step at a time, let's make lots of crap, all the buildings crap, make them round. Put one door on them. So you're in the, forever. You're you're going around the buildings like an idiot. Yeah. You're strafing yeah. these things, you're strafing the shoreline like an idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and and sometimes you'll just be trudging along and you won't see anything for miles, okay? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, one of your party members just gets killed, and you're like, "What's happened?" And suddenly, there's a bear
0: or something. He's just beat the crap out of you from behind. You don't know where yeah. he's come from. There's no which again, which again, it also it, the Skyrim uh, comparisons are 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 many a miss because that happens all the time in Skyrim too. However, in Skyrim, you're, you're able to easily swing around and attack in this game. What I often did was I would get my strafe and turn buttons confused <laughs> and I would hit the wrong thing. Yes. And because all the all the scenery is virtually identical, you have to rely on the compass point, the compass rows, to see, figure out what's going on. This is not an easy game to get around in. Now, it, plus the said, arrows
1: they, are stupid looking. Let's uh, for they're, me, they're incredibly them, yeah.
0: stupid looking.
1: Yeah, so I now, agree with that too.
0: That said, there are a couple cool things that I want to mention. One, is that this game is full of music? Yes, it's got music and sound effects, and the music changes depending on where you are in the world. So, even though the game didn't have it within itself to give you a map, Ooh. it does tell you what region of the map you are in in the top right yeah. corner. And as you move into different regions, you get different music, which is cool. Which yeah. is cool. That reminds me of another a thing that's neat about this game. Is that whenever you buy weapons and armor and you equip it, you actually see it go on to your guy. You see like a like a torso view of of a of your of your character. Yeah. And you put the armor on him. I think that that's awesome. I wish more games would do that. Yeah, I like that. I mean, listen, they got
1: some of this. They got right. I mm-hmm. like the fact you could go into pubs and just listen and learn stuff. That's right. cool. I like stuff like that. Uh, I like the fact that people sometimes NPCs will just walk up to you and be like, "Hey, I'd like to join your group." And you know, I like that. There's stuff like that I like, but it's it, the the interface. And we've we've covered a lot of games of this era, and often we've come across an, these various interfaces. Some are good, some are bad, some are firmly in the middle. This one is firmly in the middle, except for the fact that being in the middle gets you killed in this right. game because the game has, it, like I said, it doesn't it doesn't give you any breaks. Like mm-hmm. I, the first time I played this, I was dead before I made ten moves. You know, because guys came up, the attacking in this, like you said, it's weird. It's uh, uh you know, a lot. Sometimes you'll pick up a guy in your party, and he'll have gold and stuff, and sometimes you won't. I had a game where I just come across the, uh, a, a uh, empty house that had a sixteen thousand gold in it. I was just mm. like, and and that's more than I'd ever had. And I was mm-hmm. like, holy smokes, that's why I went. It still doesn't go that far in this game, which is another thing we should probably talk about, See, the fact that like it's tough to get like stuff for your characters. I had characters walking around basically naked.
0: Which yeah, like, well, a, what, what happens, and this is something that I discovered by doing some reading online, is that the, the, the only way that you can beat this game is to recruit everybody to your party, take their gold, and then kill them, and then recruit no, more people because once you've recruited somebody to your their party, you have access to their entire inventory. So what you do is you just strip them naked, you take all their gold, then you kill them, then you dismiss them from your party. And see, that's horrible. That really
1: takes yeah. you out of it yeah. uh when you when you when you have to go that route. And I had a sneaking suspicion from watching some other people play that that was a common technique, which mm-hmm. I don't I just don't like that. I mean, that's if I when I play these role playing games, quote unquote, I want to sort of pretend I'm kind of in a role playing game. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't want to go out and kill a bunch of goofs. Uh What did you think? You know, we didn't get we got into combat vaguely, but I mean, something else I want to get into was like trying to cast in combat. It's nigh impossible to do that. You just everything happening in real time gives you no chance to do anything. Mm-hmm. It's it's infuriating yeah. and and. The attacks sometimes can be really bad. And sometimes stuff attacks in mass. You know, right, and it's, it right. makes it... It's tough to, diff, to deal with.
0: There's a lot of things. Like, this is one of these games where you get scrolls, but then you have to get the scroll of reading to be yeah. able to understand the scrolls. You've got, you've got to mix potions, but there's only one place that you can find an empty file in the whole game. What's the deal with that? That's no good. That's no good. I don't think I ever found you know, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so there are a lot of things that like i just feel like they make the game unnecessarily difficult and you don't have to make a game like you don't have to be that frustrating to the player like when you when you roleplay you want to be able to jump and say, "Yeah, I'm a fighter. I want to start the game with some sort of a cool weapon so I can kill some guys." Okay. If you play the game as a mage, you don't want to spend the first half of the game wandering around with no offensive capabilities just to find the magic file so you can start mixing up some potions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I agree you got to you got to give people more
1: to start with. Yeah. And it, uh, it's funny when you look at the box for this. I was reading the back of the box because they usually have some good stuff on there. So get this boat; you'll love this. So it says. Uh, it says more than a hundred thousand views with footstep by footstep updates of the landscape, exceptional 3D graphics. That's not the part. The part that gets me is this part here flexible and user friendly gameplay, accessible for beginners, challenging for experts. Well, they got half that right. Yeah.
0: It, it is brutal. And here, First of look, all, your user interface, that, that's, that's just a fallacy. It cannot be good for beginners and challenging for experts. <laughs>
1: you know, let me ask you another question, Boat. So let's say you make it to a town, okay? How many times did you go into the same shop over and over again? How many times could you not find the shop you just been to? Right, right. Because these towns is- have like... T- a, Ten buildings that are all identical in every They've way. Got tons
0: of buildings. Why could you not put a sign on the building that's the shop I or the know. inn?
1: I don't know. You know, um, I, were, and it's not as if you have away. to
0: design tons of assets because there's tons of towns in this game. Yeah. Um, and you just put the same shop sign on the outside. You know, at least the the amount of time you spend just wandering around in this little this these little villages just trying to find the door. Yeah. You or know? you
1: need you need help, healing. You're looking right. for weapons. This reminded me an awful lot when I used to play EverQuest in, in the early days. When I would be too... I, my level wouldn't be high enough for me to... For me to actually be with the places that I stumbled into, but I was there anyway. And so everything was deadly. And then I didn't know where I was going. And so I would just lumber around like an idiot. You know, and that's sort of the feeling I got in this. I just felt like... Every, I was scared of everything. Because you could mm-hmm. die. And once you lose a, like a character in this... Depending on what part, how far into the game you are, like you can be
0: insta boned. Uh, yeah. And if you lose, I mean, and you could get, you could well, get a party wiped. If you lose quick. a character, if you lose a character that's carrying all of your gold, yeah, you might as well just reset. Yeah. And that takes us to the unforgivable sin of this game. Yeah. I know where you're this going. This is here. a game where if you want to save, you've got to pony up. And not just a couple bucks, a lot of bucks. You got to spend a thousand gold to save your game in this game. Yeah, which is that's out and that's insane. That is yeah. absolutely insane. I knew
1: about this. I'd read enough about this. And so uh, and by the way, every it's by, just to feed your party. It's five hundred gold. I mean, what mm-hmm. kind of monetary system are these people using? Like a right. shield was like fifteen hundred gold. Apparently, this world has been stricken with inflation, Boat. You know, we need to <laughs> knock the, the we need to knock the rates down or up
0: a peg. It's timely today's headlines, yeah. Aaron.
1: But the the I'd heard about this because I started playing this on the Mister, and I was like, you know. And I got killed a lot. And I was like, listen, I can see where this game is going to go. We're going to have to go to save state land. Mm-hmm. And so, Cloanto's yeah. Amiga Forever package was was tapped for this one. So, I, I saved early and often because I was scared to do anything. The sad thing is, underneath all this, is something that's not run-of-the-mill, I will say. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that the, the back of the box says there are hundreds of monsters. I believe there are probably a goodly amount. Uh, of monsters is because i saw well
0: i watched i watched most of this playthrough yeah um and i saw different monsters in every section of the game a wide variety of boss monsters uh you do go into sewers and dungeons and things like that and they are i mean they are what you think they are yeah um but i got everything is everything is very well drawn The graphics in this game are stunning. I mean, they're very. I I really like the art in this game. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, uh, Of course, there's absolutely uh, the 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 monsters might have a little bit of animation, but that's about all you're going to get. Yeah. Um. The end of this game, Aaron, we have to talk about the ending. Which I don't. I don't know the ending. The ending of the game is you. You. You go through. You go into this. You go to Ishar. Which is the 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 final area where all the bad guys are hanging out, and you defeat a series of mages. And when you defeat the last mage, there's a shot of you holding a sword, and there's a bunch of pillars around you, and it rotates. Okay. Yeah. And that's the end of the game. The game it just rotates, and I think the pillars eventually stop. There's no the end. There's no congratulations. There's no credits. There's no nothing. That's it. So you can chalk this up as another example of an Amiga game that has uh, an extremely unsatisfying ending for those people that put the time in it to actually learn all of these areas. Because again, this is a game where the overworld, I mean, it's nigh on impossible to map. However, if you want to try this game out yourself, I highly recommend you go over to oldgames.sk and they have a fully realized map of this game. Uh, where, with things you can click on that tell you where everything is, you see the locations of every inn, of every shop, uh, of every dungeon, plus the entire map of all the dungeons and everything. It's very, very well done. Uh, so, uh, I use that extensively as I moved about the world. I cannot imagine playing this game without that. It would be not fun. I think the map and save states are a must. You know, that
1: I'm going to recommend this game, in all honesty, because if you like these sorts of games, I think this is a pretty uh, neat one. Uh, I, like I said, graphically, the music is nice. Uh, I like the, the variety. You know, it's. I agree with what you said about getting out in the open, despite the fact that we've whined about it. It's still better than always being in a dungeon. The dungeon parts are cool. The, at least the one I was in, and the one I'm looking at it looks pretty good. Uh, the, uh, uh, I like a lot of it, but I mean, you've got to be prepared for the, and you, first of all, you, before you go anywhere, under, learn and understand the interface. It's not super difficult, but it's clunky. You know, there are parts that are great, but sometimes it's hard to get the stuff. And for a game that's in real time, it's kind of, you have to be quicker. So you, you really some some practices in order. Uh, and you know, but I mean, I think, I think there's a lot of fun to be had if you're patient with this one. Uh, but, uh. Uh, it 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 suffers from uh, just its age. I think the time it was put together. Uh, I think it's still a quality game though, and I, yeah. I've heard and that tell you the this.
0: sequel is really good. So people that people that go on about you know the Eye of the Beholder and Dungeon Master and stuff like that. Yeah, I wonder if they've played this game because to me, I had more fun playing this than any dungeon crawler because there was stuff to look at. There was stuff you could see the sky. You know. Uh just having that variety of different locations and different towns, being able to go into it's like you're going into a world, you know, and that's that's the thing that I want in a role-playing game. Yeah. I want a, the I want it to feel like an, an alive world that's full of things that don't just want to kill me, but people are living out their lives. And that's that's what yeah. this game gives you. And part part of me
1: you know, I'm a big eye of the beholder fan. I don't like Dungeon Master too. The, I'd say the interface in this actually if you could smooth this interface out, which again I have heard they have, in the second one, I'll, the interface is not is actually I, I prefer it in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's also more like you said it's more showy, that's for sure. But I'll, I just I, I like I kind of like it. It's I mean Dungeon Master is a little bit like it, but. Uh, uh, there's a lot to love here, and, and and it's not one I'm aware of, but I did read a lot of people talking about it and reviewing it, and uh, so it is known to a certain a, a certain set of people. Uh, it's also there's also uh, uh, you know alignments in this which come into play, uh, particularly when you're with your inner party alignments, but other stuff. There's there's alignments. But I always like games like that. Uh, so yeah. I, think, I thought it was pretty interesting. Did we get any uh, hot, hot Discord
0: action on this thing, Boatster? We did. We did. Let me let me pull these up real quick. We got a couple reviews. The first one comes from uh, Level Lord. He says, Played Ishar AGA for the last two days, and this is one tough cookie. Graphics are beautiful, and there's some music in the game, but the game is hard. And what I meant by hard is that the missing marked position on the map to show you your location so I had to track my movement over open world by memory. Yeah. Vandals, uh-huh. Battles were standard for this kind of game, but not the interactions with the NPCs. Those are strangely absent. I love the opening screen and beautiful image of the castle in the background followed by the epic music, something that it looked like coming straight from the Hobbit world. Back to the game, managing the inventory and swapping things around felt clunky and Ishar 2, which I played back in the day, was much better in a more polished game. My constant frustration while trying to move on and progress further in the game is unforgivable. Score, 6 out of 10. Mm. So, uh, Bumface Pooh Hands writes, This game hates you so much that it makes you pay a 1,000 coins to save your game. Bumface Pooh Hands rating, 5 bums down. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. And Graham, W. Vebke writes, I haven't played this game enough to give it a review, but so far it reminds me of a dodgy curry after a night of beers. At first, you enjoy the appearance, as the graphics do look quite nice and the music is good. But a bit, of, but a bit of a bellyache appears having to use pencils and paper to map things out and record things to remember, like it's nineteen eighty-three all over again. Yeah. And boom, it hits you. You don't feel like progressing further due to the unfair nature of the mechanics in the game.
1: I will say, Boat, I think you could, and you clearly were warmer to this than I anticipated. I will say that. So that should tell people something because Bo would rather jab a pencil into his hand and play these. Yes. but if you are armed with a save state uh, player, uh, you know whatever you're using, mm-hmm. like this one, you could probably play this on the uh, A500 mini, for example. Mm-hmm. If you've got your and you've got your map, the interactive map, yeah, uh, you've got something. Like you've got you something do. that's going to be some fun for you. And that, I think that, mm-hmm. and also I will say, uh, I looked, I did have a look at the ECS version of this. The AGA version is a 256-color version. It's very lovely. And that's the one. And plus, like I said, even if you don't care about the graphics, they bug-fixed it uh, when they ported it to AGA. So that alone, uh, because I can't imagine playing this with more annoying bugs in it because, you know, just the interface is wacky enough. I looked this up on uh, eBay, or on uh, Lemon Boat. I looked it up on eBay, too. So, Lemon, the non, the ECS, OCS version, they gave a 6.67. The AGA version gets a 7.89, which is one of those rare times where the AGA version gets a higher review. I don't know why that is. Uh, I looked over the magazines. All the magazines of the day I uh, had a look at that. Just a, a couple I mentioned. Amiga actually gave it an 82%. Amiga format, 76. The Joker, 74. So, you know it's
0: gold. A boat.
1: Mm. There's a magazine here called the Amiga Point of View. That we? Huh. I've never heard of that one. They go to the I'd ADA. like to check that
0: out. What uh, is the Amiga Point? Of I don't view? know. I guess he's a,
1: <laughs> give me your money. Uh, the <laughs> average magazine rating, according to the folks over at Lemon, was eighty three percent for the. So pretty high. And then for for the AGA version, the average was eighty. Of course, there's probably less magazines, so still in your in your low B area. Mm-hmm. I looked this up on eBay to see what it was going for uh, these days boat. Uh, you can get the discs for this thing I saw a couple sets for going for 10 to 31 bucks again there' was only two uh the complete in box you're gonna pay some bucks for this thing boat uh, I saw these things uh, in the UK for between 75 bucks all the way up to 125 there's also a trilogy set of this I saw mm. that for sale in Italy uh, only in Italy uh, and you're looking at 157 and 250 bucks they're trying to get wow. out of this thing so it ain't cheap brother. One yeah. last thing I want to mention here is that uh, this did get—I uh, won't say poor because I don't know for sure which system it started on. No one does. This had a version that played on the ST and the uh, and the IBM DOS version. Now these looked very similar to the the Amiga uh, AGA version. There was also now get this boat, and I looked like gangbusters to try to find footage of this. There's an a, there the Atari ST version looks like the ECS OCS version, but there's a 256 color version that was made for the Atari Falcon.
0: That's a the, rare, that's the lost version. No footage. Version.
1: I could not find anyone, yeah. but apparently it is in fact, uh, standard with the AJ Amiga, the Falcon version. So, Hey, if anyone watching this has this or has played it, drop us a comment and tell us what you yeah. thought about it. Cause that's, that's one, you know, we occasionally touch on the Falcon, but we never get we never get to do anything with it. And I know I can tell you right now, emulating it. I'm done with that. Me and Brent. Right? I think that's all we got on that one boat. An interesting game. I didn't hate it. I you know, I was infuriated by it, that's for sure. But it's got potential. It'll be interesting,
0: you know, if Ishar two ever comes comes to the fore, it'll be interesting to check that out and see what kind of improvements they made. I agree with you on that boat. Let's head on over to our community updates section of the show, Aaron. All right, what's been man. going on on our YouTube channel.
1: Okay, so we had some releases, uh, just a couple releases this week on the Amigos Retro Gaming uh, YouTube channel. Please check us out over there. It's that Amigos Retro Gaming three
0: words. Uh, first thing we've got here. Oh, and Aaron, I, we should we should uh, mention five thousand subscribers. Oh yes, we should probably mention that.
1: We'd like to thank everyone. ...for helping us out... ...our little old podcast. It's a podcast that just has a video element. We finally, after a while, we've topped 5,000 uh, YouTube subscribers. And we would like to thank everyone if you've ever subscribed to the channel. Listen, we've been all over the map over the years. But we've done some wacky stuff. We've had mm-hmm. various states of quality over the years. Uh, but a lot of people hung with us. And it, it is a uh, um, an achievement to hit 5K... I feel like a, 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 a very proud Pappy boat to have hit yeah. that many, and we'd like to thank everyone that uh, supported us and that uh, subscribes. And If you haven't subscribed, come on in, brother. Uh, we're better now. Uh, it's, Amigos, <laughs> <laughs> it's Amigos Retro Gaming. That's three words, and it's on YouTube. Uh, boat, this first uh, game uh, was the old R Sinclair. You want to talk about this one?
0: Yeah, so we did a game called Firefly, which was really interesting. This is a uh, a much different kind of shooter than than uh, than I've played before. It's less of a shooter than a, it's a sort of collecting of the egg yolks, and then a a uh, a, a, uh, a sort of luck based uh, transport model. Uh, where you're trying to make your way across an overworld screen uh, by uh, collecting these things and moving between different energy things and teleports and things. It's it's a tough game to sum up in a few words, is what I'm saying, Aaron.
1: It's the best and worst game I've played for a while. There are parts of this game that are bafflingly good, and then there are parts that are just double bafflingly stupid and wrong, Mm -hmm. and they ruin the game to a certain degree. But if you're interested in checking it out, I mean, it's definitely a game that is... Uh, it's something, it's certainly a conversation piece. Uh, Firefly for the, uh, ZX Spectrum. Uh, just, just right past the 40th anniversary boat, so that was nice. Um, the only other thing we've got up on the, Amigos uh, Retro Gaming channel here is a little something me and the Brent put together boat. The old NES bootlegs. Uh, this was mm-hmm. a suggestion... Uh, from a listener, and of course, you know, me and the Brent, we'll get in there and try anything, and I'll I'll have to say, I didn't know much about the old NES bootleg scene. I'd seen Frodo stream on NES Homebrew, so I was scared stupid going into this. This turned out to be okay. Uh, we we learned. What's important
0: to realize that both of these games that you talked about were developed by actual development teams, versus those Homebrew games was like one guy in his basement. Yeah, yeah. and I will say, um, I learned a lot about the, the
1: bootleg scene on the NES, which I didn't know. Uh, we picked a couple, We I will say that it, it turns out, and I didn't even know this either, but we picked a couple of the more ballyhooed bootlegs I took a look at the uh, NES version of Super
0: Mario World for the Super Nintendo. Quite impressive. Uh,
1: it was. Did you actually try this one out, Boat? I can't remember. If you... uh,
0: this was, you know, it's weird. I have, a, I have the EverDrive, and yeah. I have what's called the Smoke Monster Pack, which has a billion Mario hacks, but not this one. So really? I don't know. It's pro- I probably got it, and I didn't know how to find you it.
1: You could actually, if you, if you Google Super Mario World NES, uh, you could actually place it in a browser. You can That's play both the both these in a browser, and it worked great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but this was quite a, a, a an incredible feat uh, by the Hummer team. So we looked at that one, and we also looked at Brent's. This, I guess, Brent's game has sort of a cult following. It's called Cart Fighter. It's not what you think. It's a fighting game featuring the uh, characters uh, of Mario. You got Mario, right. Toad, Luigi, Peach, uh, uh, all those goofs, Bowser. And it's a fighting game, a la like a Street Fighter or something. you got health bars, the whole nine yards. Pretty, I mean, definitely bootleg. Nintendo mm-hmm. wouldn't have let this one go. Uh, but it's not bad, actually, as far as these things go. We were surprised at this one, too. So we had a good time on this uh, show, Boat. Uh, if anybody wants to check that out, that's uh, over on our Amigos Retro Gaming channel. Now, let's move on to our sister channel here, Boat. We had a lot of action this week uh, on here. I want to start off with uh, it. what went down last weekend, Boat. Just right where you're sitting. The, what a night of wacky antics preview. that
0: was. Mm-hmm. It was
1: the Taze Valley Classic Computer <laughs> Take it
0: in, folks. Take it all in. Yeah,
1: I know. There, there it is. There's, I see Matt's honey and everything. So uh, we had, it was sort of an all-Apple extravaganza, except for at the end where we played some Coleco Adam. I had just proud looked like a proud papa, Boat. I got my Apple II GS and set it up mm-hmm. over there. And we played. What was the first thing we played, Bo? Tell them. Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. We were having a good time with that boat, weren't we? And it was time yeah, to switch we games. And right before I switched games, the Apple IIGS blew up in a huge, fiery, mm. uh, b- fiery ball of doom uh, boat. And it was very depressing. Uh, but it, come to find out that the thing that blew up was actually something that blows up on all these things. And it actually is like a filter. It's a filter capacitor that I can, I've already ordered a replacement. In fact, if you're watching at home, this is the exact moment when it goes up. I remember, because I've seen this about a million times. It's funny, because in, in, in the little window, you can see our stagecoach sinking into the water. That was apropos. <laughs> but, uh, so I'm going to take care of that. The main event of the show. Also, you can watch
0: John Marshall put together a Macintosh performance. Yeah, you want to explain why he's doing that boat? Because I took it apart. And, I and, why, get it back and what was again.
1: happening while you were taking it apart?
0: um i was drunk out of my mind
1: that's the that's the, what i was waiting for right there and so uh um john marshall saved everybody's bacon there and put put that back together uh the main event of the show was the one really the world premiere almost i mean yeah it's been i've only seen one other video about it which is the fuji net for the coleco adam uh boat now uh me and brent had a lot which i'll get into this in a minute me and brent had a long uh, uh drawn out uh conversation about this but this thing was a double awesome,
0: wasn't it, Boat? This thing is the man. Yeah. This thing is awesome. You know, I'm a huge fan of the FujiNet on the old Atari 8 bit. And uh the the Adam version does not disappoint. You know, with a couple clicks, you get online, you connect it to the Wi-Fi network, and then boom, you're in. You're downloading everything. Yeah, everything. we were
1: we, I mean the the, the Coleco Adam had Wi-Fi capabilities, which astounded me. And the ability to grab this, it was just it was a total win. The Fuji Mm -hmm. net, so it started off uh, horribly, and it got a lot better uh, as the as the night went on. So anyway, if you're interested in checking out the uh, Classic Computer Club, uh, uh, we are good to go, and it's on our Amigos Stream Team channel. Uh, Next on the docket, and I put this up. This was the pre-show me and the Brent did uh, for the ARG I just talked about, and this is a show where me and him have a massive fight about. the Fuji net and it was people kept telling me this was gold. Make sure you post it. So I did. So if you want to see me and Brent and also Brent decides that he hates my joy in this, so if you want to see Brent, <laughs> Brent, Brent actually try to make me less joyous then you, you will enjoy this. This is rare Brent stuff here uh, on that. Uh, hey, we know a guy, a certain guy, his name is Jack Flack. And mm-hmm. you know, uh, you may have heard this, but uh, just the other day, it was the May 4th uh, boat. And Jack Flax not going to let May Fourth go by without some Star Wars action. May the Fourth be with you. You get it. And yeah. so, right on his show here, look at. By the way, look how good Flax looking there. He's looking he looks smelt. great. Look at his. He's got great hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looks great. I'd love to have Flax hair. I don't know what Flax doing, but it's working. Keep doing it, buddy. Yeah. But uh, anyway, he debuted the new C sixty four Empire Strikes Back game.
0: Now, this, this thing. Yeah, this thing is looks amazing.
1: Yeah, this is uh, not loosely, but mostly based on the old Parker Brothers classic for the Atari uh, Twenty Six Hundred Empire Strikes right. Back, where you drive the Snowspeeder in and you try to take out the the, the uh, Imperial Walkers. They did mm-hmm. a bang up job on this. This this makes the Atari version look like double garbage. This has mm-hmm. got textured backgrounds, multiple backgrounds different sorts of enemies. It's got tons of stuff that that thing didn't have. And the games are split the stages. This was stunningly good, wasn't it?
0: I loved it. Yeah, I I, I caught some of this uh, at the beginning. Rob was, you know, it was tornado time because Rob lives down in Tornado Alley. And he, was, he was catching us up on the news. Uh, but I went back and watched the uh, the Empire Strikes Back part. I can't believe that this is running on a C64. I know. I mean, it's amazing. amazing. I came
1: in late and I had to ask him. I'm like, what are we looking at here? Uh, he also takes a look at a modern uh, Pac-Man, and then he gets into the main event of his show, which is a modern port of Casey Munchkin to the mm. C64. I don't know if you saw this, but me and no. Bo are both big Odyssey 2 fans, yeah, man. and we're both big Casey Munchkin fans. It's a great game, and they've done a pretty faithful port. They didn't get the sound quite right, but they got most of the rest of it looking pretty good. Uh, And uh, it looks like a lot of fun. I'm anxious to try this with myself boat. So if you want to check out uh, uh, Rob's Stream, uh, please check it out. It does a lot of good stuff on there. That's uh, Sprite Castle plays the Empire Strikes Back I'm assuming that this is going to be the next Sprite Castle Uh, Flack, you could correct me if that's wrong, but I'm assuming the next podcast will also be Empire Strikes Back uh, last thing on the docket here, Boat, uh, and this is a classic stream from not too long ago. This was my... Uh, this is a disaster stream where I looked at PlayStation exclusives by Psygnosis, Boat. And people really? people got a big kick out. I would also even include the pre-show with a Crank Letter, this radio show. If you haven't caught my Friday Night Amigo Aaron disaster streams, before each one of them, I do an old-time radio show. It's like a warm-up. And this was a really good one, so I left it in this time. But this is a look at this Psygnosis making stuff for the PlayStation after, of course, they've left the Amiga. And this is stuff that they made exclusively, or not quite, some of it not quite exclusively, but close enough, but most of the stuff on this stream was exclusive. It's funny... Despite the fact that Psygnosis was working hand in glove with Sony, uh, they made stuff for all the various consoles and computers of the day, and much to Sony's chagrin, until ultimately, I think that's part of the reason why Sony sort of basically just took over entirely. But they mm-hmm. made they made some crazy stuff uh, that uh, is very Amiga-like on the PlayStation, and so we tried out a bunch of different stuff on here. Some soccer games, uh, we've Colony Wars, uh, some some of the more obscure versions of Wipeout. So if you're into that sort of thing, uh, check it out. We had a lot of fun on that. Again, I want to mention this is on the Amigos stream team channel. It's, all, it's three words. If you could add that to your subscription list, we'd be much obliged as we try to get the word out
0: about this stuff. That's all we got, Boat. All right. Well, Aaron, it's time to announce the winners of last week's Amigos uh, Patreon Song Challenge. And
1: oh. we had quite a few. Hold on a second. But uh, just to interrupt you for a split second, Rob says that on Spritecast this week, it will be Maniac Mansion, and then it'll be oh. the Empire Strikes Back the week after. So there you go. Two good ones coming up there.
0: A couple good ones, yeah. So last week's song was Life on Mars by David Bowie. Oh, man. That was a and butcher thing. And uh, Daniel Crabtree got that right. Uh, Pac Billy, Pixels of Dawn, Blip Blop, Barkbit, Bit, Pajaco, 6502, and Edvin Helland. All got it correct. Uh, and so uh, congratulations, one and well all. If you, know this, if you know this week's Patreon song, send me an email at john at amigospodcast.com. And uh, I will uh, announce you as winner on next week's show. If you'd like to be on the Patreon list... Head on over to patreon.com slash amigos podcast and you can be part of the song yourself. So here we go. Our type of bum face poo hands, Miss Edwards Petzl all alarm, Albert Kimberly like what we like, Mr. a Price, Roman V, Wonderly Chesham, Mark Richardson, David Hearn, Ram O'Kay, Ram O'Kay, David Terrace, Jude Carlos, Matthew Mobius. The Phantom, Magnus, Seth, Yates, Alistair, Fiend, David Z, George Rozanski, The Amiga Show, Daniel Crabtree, Super King, Crazy Loomis, William Venter, Sky Heavy, System Zig, Bundy, Frag Lord, Mark Byland, Olaf Hope, Alien Breeder, David Lost, Raptor, Calvert, Boy Lane, Denson, Daniel Williams, Luke Hudson, Bomb, The Base. Frodo, soul, and sizer. Techmates, Jorg, and Mr. Cola, a burn. Lucas, Jerry, Diddington. Zoglove, love, reflection. Simon, let's. Cap'n Crispy, Killabytes. And Kathy, Gary, Heather. Freelance, K Fox, David Pickford, Cameron Armstrong, Andy Jones, Lobster Manator, 10 Minute, Amiga Retro, Casper, Nod Quinn, RMC Drew Joseph Harrison, Kyle Letter, Robbo O'Hara, Matthew Laramore. Andy Craig, Sean Zo, Bark, Bid, rolling Burke, Andrew Muncher, the Zombie. Leif Kellan, Allen Kebab, Checotay. Level Lord John Marshall Matthew Perron. Mm, hit it. Ricky, the Rosha <laughs> creepy dead boy. <laughs> Biggest city to see the slow north step on so gun son. Edmund Helen, Christopher Hassel, Chris Bulls, Lawrence, Grand Graham Bebke, Adam Battersby, B, Red Drew and Vintage, Gary Hucker, Paul Harrington, Douglas Styles, Tess from the Crib, Josh Nan, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rulo, THT, Eric Nelson, Canyon, Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason Warnes, Pixels at Dawn, and Kilbjorn
1: Barman. I can't believe that was a formally written song by somebody, Boat. You know, listen, one thing's for sure, that this, after your songs, this is always the peak of our listener and viewership. And so that's why I want to make, I do want to make a two quick update announcements before you move on into the uh, name calling here. Because uh, we always forget this stuff, and I'm glad Frank was here to remind me. Uh, it's coming up, everybody. Saturday, May 21st at 4.30. You know what mm. it is, Boat. It's a little I, I see, see. C. Yeah, we should make a song about that. No, it's like second thought, don't. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this is the International Computer Club meeting. It's going to be uh, a happening. You know, we've already had a good response here. The sign up sheets up. Looks like we've already got five people set up to, uh, to uh, show off their wares or talk. We've always got room for you, though, my friends out there in listenership land. And if you're interested in uh, presenting, or, or demonstrating or talking at the International Computer Club, please, by all means, head over to the International Computer Club uh, section of our Discord. There's a sign-up sheet in there. It's a simple link. You just click on it, add your name, and it'll automatically save it uh, and put the information in there. It's simple stuff. And literally, nothing is almost nothing, I should say. As soon as I said nothing, someone's going to come in there and want a bikini dance. But almost nothing uh, uh, is off the mark here. You c- we'll take... Uh, product reviews product demonstrations uh modding console stuff computer stuff anything uh, it's all good programming tips uh, we're always down for any of that stuff so again i'm doing uh
0: i'm doing dance of the seven veils myself
1: oh my god man I, we're gonna need more veils that's for darn that sure. was the seventh
0: veil right there Oh
1: lord again this is saturday may 21st at four thirty, early start time for our european uh buddies uh, and if you are not a member of our discord but uh, are interested in presenting uh, you can send me an email at argpresents@mail.com now there's one other item boat and you know what it is because it's named after you in honor of you you're brilliant you're genius and you're singing exploits that's a little thing we like to call
0: boat fest and it's coming mm-hmm. up quickly boat tell everybody about boat fest June 24th and 25th at the Holiday Inn Express oh, in man. lovely Hurricane, West Virginia. You can be privy to 30-plus video game consoles, computers, a virtual pinball machine. Way more than uh, that. Yeah, tons. People from all over the United States and Canada are coming to this thing. Uh, it's, just, it's a time to hang out. It's a time to be with your buddies. It's time to play some good games. We're going to be recording all of the Amigos uh, stable of shows there. Plus, Jack Flack's going to be there to record Sprite Castle. We're going to have high score challenges. We're going to have giveaways. We're going to have door prizes. We're going to have karaoke. Yes. It's going to be a really, really fun time. And it can all be yours at boatfest.info. Only 25 bucks for the ticket that gets you in all weekend long. And uh, they're going fast, so snap them up now. Yeah, we're going to have uh, Frank uh, from Retro Rewind. I guess
1: Jason Warren's as well are going to be down. Uh, Frank's going right. to be down there taking care of business. We're, be- we're going to have stuff for sale from our good buddy Neil. Uh, RMC has sent some stuff over. I think we're going to have some uh, magazines there as we're well. we will have almost. tons of uh, every issue of Amiga
0: Addict is going to yes. be for sale. we am going to some chance of those to pick up. Uh, uh, we're gonna have tons of uh, retro Amiga magazines from back in the day yeah. up for sale. There's gonna be a swap meet, so if you've got some stuff you want to unload, maybe uh, bring it along with you. Uh, and like I said, if you've got uh, if you've got some old computer stuff. Bring it to Boot Fest. We can fire it up and have a good old time. And I, I, also, I should mention that a good chunk of the Teen
1: Speaker regulars will be there as well, Boat. Uh, so that awesome. if you're interested in hanging out and gaming with those guys, they're
0: going to be they're going to be coming down there, hanging and banging. Should be a good time, Boaster. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what else is a good time, Aaron. Watching us live every Friday night on twitch.tv. <laughs> twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming. You can join the folks that have subscribed to our Twitch channel. Hey, if you've got Amazon Prime, you get one free Twitch subscription every month. And uh, if you like watching us on Twitch, why not throw it our way? It doesn't cost you anything. Uh, we want to thank Christian Russel, The Mr. Chip, Da Crabs MTG, Wide World of Retro, Pixel Rages, Gustavo Hits. Grepwald, Orom, Grizzla, Pakotake, Uber Scuba Diver, Jigglebox, Disastrous, Rushi, MSX, Blow Jellyfish, Explorer, Retro Jerry, Mitsuyama, Still Adolescing, Retro Rewind.ca, Oil of Hope, Darkwing 602, Canadian Retro Things, Petzl, K Steve Burtz, Level Lord, Duncan Styles, Negsol, Great Algae, Buck Owens, Who Janists 88, Monza Mess, Lubin808, Amiga Live, Gary Heather, Mashpie, Eel4077, Twilight Zoner, Real Retro Dude, Frodo NL, Holy Guacamole, Blue Train, Pishbot, Barkbit, Wington Wolf, John Marshall Three, and back to eight bit with Hermski, who's also got a great YouTube channel you should check out.
1: Yeah, in fact, Hermski's put up a couple of really good things here in the, in the uh, past couple of weeks. Also, a shout out to our buddies over at Pixel Gaiden. Uh, if you haven't checked out their podcast, they're part of our podcasting family. Uh, three great guys, and they put out shows on the 1st and 15th, of or is that right? 15th and 31st, something like that, of every month. Uh, that I just listened to their new show uh, this time around, so please give them a shot as well. They're very entertaining. All right, Aaron. Let's see what we got coming up
0: next week. Uh, bam! <laughs> That's what we've got coming up. I was up. expecting you to... Wait a minute, wait a minute. This that... There we go.
1: <laughs> uh, it's funny because I've—it's a puzzle game, but I can't remember the name of it. Do you remember off the top next of head? week,
0: Aaron? We are going to be playing Jumping Jackson. Jump, that's picked by Barkbit.
1: Jumping Jackson. Well, I've never heard of that one either, Boat. So yeah. Hey, puzzle game, I'll take it. After what we just played, this thing was a, a time sucker.
0: That's for sure. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks as always for listening. We will see you next week. Until then, adios. adios.